Joy-Cons to the world, for it is Switchmas Day, folks. And thank you for joining us, instead of playing your new system and or games. Uh, my name is Matthew. And I'm Chris. And on this grand day of March 3rd, which we've been looking forward to for a long time, we thought we'd give you our thoughts and feelings so far on the system. Now, Chris, I, I believe you got the, the Wii U version of... of I was about to say Tadpole Trouble. <laughs> Breath of the Wild, correct? Uh, yes. Yes, I did. Um, and I, it arrived today, but I have not been able to play it yet. So okay. today we're just going to be talking about your impressions of the Switch and of the Switch version of Zelda. Sure. Well, let me say thank you for recording this and editing this instead of playing Breath of the Wild, because I think that takes a lot of dedication. My pleasure. Well, cool. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to talk about my experience. Uh, yesterday, I, you know, I, I've been counting down the, the days and then the hours. Um, last night, I went to the uh, the local GameStop where I pre-ordered and uh, brought my brother and my friend Ryan, and they both were getting a, uh, a the Wii U version of Zelda. They're going to uh, wait a little bit on the Switch, and I was getting the Switch as well as uh, Breath of the Wild Special Edition. So we got there, and there was actually a pretty large amount of people in there. I, I would say maybe... 20, 25 people, 25 customers, maybe 25 to 30 customers, actually. Uh, they had Smash Brothers set up, which I think they should have all the time, personally, instead <laughs> of, you know, just put that in front of the Xbox One section or whatever. Just have Smash Brothers constantly running. Yeah. Uh, people are, people are playing Smash Brothers. I've been kind of hot and cold on GameStop over the past decade or two, but I got to give them credit for running a pretty smooth Switch launch um, when I was there. They actually checked out everyone before midnight and then handed out tickets to, uh, so that when midnight rolled around, uh, it was actually pretty quick. Everybody kind of lined up with their with their receipt, and they had the bags ready to go. That's a good um, system. So yeah, so we got out at like twelve ten instead of I don't know twelve forty or whatever. So I was able to go home, unpack the system, take a good look at it, taste the Breath of the Wild cartridge, which is kind of weird. Um, I think they put some sort of bitter spray agent on there. Oh, really? We used to, uh, we, yeah, we bought some for for Terra. Because Terra would would bite our, our cords and stuff, so we sprayed them on the on the Wii U cords. Yeah, and it's it's just it's it's just really bitter. Like, it, I mean, there's, you know, it's non toxic and whatever. But it, I think the point is to prevent like kids from putting the cartridge in their mouth because it's so small. Right. And right. as you know, as a parent of a, a one and a half year old and a four month old, I you know, I can appreciate that. It's a nice little touch. Do they smell like anything? No, they don't smell like anything. It's funny though because everyone knows now that they taste terrible, but they still have to try it anyway. You know, it's like when you go to your friend and say, "Hey, this milk is horrible. Smell this milk." <laughs> you know, they have to smell it, even though they're what are they? What are you expecting? You're not expecting anything good, but you're just curious. I don't you know. know? I, I think I would take your word for it if you. Oh, okay. If maybe you... that's just it's just the type of person I am. Then maybe the cartridge taste. So you did taste it. What did it taste like? I did. I tasted. It tasted like earwax. Hmm. <laughs> there you go. It's uh, it's it's just this weird bitter taste that's um, it's it's repellent. It's repulsive. So uh, fortunately, the game plays better than it tastes. <laughs> that's a weird <laughs> statement. I don't know if I've ever said that. Um, oh, before I get to Zelda, though, let me briefly talk about the Switch. The Joy Cons are these funky little controllers. They they are a little bit smaller than I was expecting, and for the most part, I'd say they're pretty comfortable. They're they're sort of weird in that it doesn't feel like something like um. Let's say the GameCube controller, which was this super ergonomic, like really smooth feeling controller. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a little weirder than that. It I would kind of put it between maybe the gamepad and maybe the 3DS in terms of overall comfort. Um, you know, when you're using it on the side of the system or in the Joy-Con grip. Joy-Con grip's a little more comfortable because it has uh, kind of this this plastic shell around it that sort of 
fits the contours of your hand. But either way, I, I find it it works well enough. Uh, the buttons are, are kind of small, but I, I didn't really have any problem, you know, reaching them or clicking them. Every now and then when I was playing Zelda, I would sometimes nudge the the right stick, which would open up my inventory, and it would kind of, like in the heat of battle, this would happen. That was really the only issue I had with it. Otherwise, they're pretty neat. Like, they can, they can be used in a variety of ways. You know, you can... You've all seen the, the trailers. You could put them on the side. You can put them on the Joy-Con grip. You can turn them, you know, horizontally, and so on and so forth. Um, and the Switch itself has a really nice screen. It's it's 720p. It looks a lot clearer and a lot brighter than the Wii U screen. And I mean, jumping from the system to the portable is just a, a it's a really neat experience, a really neat feeling. Not only because you're looking at the same game, you know, and and seeing it pretty much exactly how it looks on the TV, but also because it's cool having the same controls, you know? Jumping from Smash Brothers 3DS to Smash Brothers Wii U, you kind of have to adjust to the different controls. Right, right. Unless you used your, your 3DS as a controller for the Wii U version. I mean, like a weirdo if you want to do that. But <laughs> otherwise, yeah, you got to jump between them. And this one, you know, it's it's the same controllers each time, which is which is neat. Um, so overall, you know, it, it seems promising. One thing I will say, one criticism I'll have right now is that just everything is kind of bare bones with the UI and everything. It's got a nice clean look and it's very quick and snappy, but you know, there, there's no real like Netflix mode. There's eShop just barely online. There's not really anything else going on. So I'm hoping they kind of flesh it out over time. But you know, if, if you bought it to play games, you, you know I mean, if you bought it to play Zelda specifically, it's, it'll, it'll work for that purpose. And, uh, so far, I haven't taken it outside or anything, but I have played in the bathroom. I'm not afraid to admit it. And uh, the you know it works it works great as a as a handheld. It reaches across the house unlike my Wii U. So pretty cool so far. So let's talk about Zelda. Yeah, Chris, you got any specific questions? Uh, well, how far are you? How many hours have you played? Let's see. I've played about I would maybe six or seven hours. Um, I had the I had the baby today, and she was a little fussy, so I had to take care of her for a good amount of the day. But when she was napping, uh, I could squeeze in some Zelda time, which was fun. It was something that kind of took me by surprise with Zelda was I was kind of expecting there wasn't any tutorial, and you just are thrust into this ro- world, which is kind of true. But at the same time, there is sort of a tutorial area in that you're kind of gated into the first area until you uh, meet specific requirements, and. In that way, it's it's kind of like the beginning of the Zelda games, like in, in other 3D Zelda games where yeah. you're sort of in this intro area. But it's it's done way better than those in terms of getting you accustomed to everything. You 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 still have that sense of discovery, like you're going out on forging your own path. It's just kind of a smaller chunk of the world instead of the entire world. But I found after, you know, maybe... It, it depends on what kind of player you are, but between like three to six hours, uh, you can then reach anywhere in the world pretty much. So, um, so that, that was that was kind of a surprising. That thing. That area you're referring to is the Great Plateau, right? Yeah, the Great okay. Plateau, which is kind of, I think it's kind of in the middle-ish of Hyrule, kind of on the southern middle-ish of Hyrule. You can see all these other areas around it um, from like towers and things, but you can't really reach them until you meet certain requirements. The next thing that kind of took me by surprise was it takes a little bit of getting used to the controls. Um, the Joy Cons have a lot of buttons, by you know, with the, with between the two of them. And you pretty much have to make use of all those buttons. Oh. Like every one of them does something different. Even the little clicky sticks. So this is a this is a complicated game. This is not really like um, you know that the Nintendo that likes to put something forth that's that's very intuitive, very easy to use. I mean, it's still intuitive. It still makes sense. It's going to require some practice. 
I mean, it took me a few hours to really get the hang of what I was doing instead of just throwing weapons and stumbling through my inventory and stuff in the middle of combat. Is that because of the inventory, adding so many different uh, control options there? The inventory itself has some has some quick options with the left Joy-Con's buttons, aka the D-pad that's you know split into four buttons. And the right stick, when you hold down those buttons, goes through the inventory. So it does add a little bit of complication there, but... There's also just more stuff that Link can do. You know, you have your you have your sprint button like in Skyward Sword, but you also have a jump button. Whoa! Yeah. You can jump in the game, which is crazy. And in addition to this, you, you throw your weapons uh, kind of like Wind Waker style. You can yeah. throw them at any time. And your bow is always set to a specific button as oh, well. Oh. So your bow is always... Um, I can't remember if it's like ZR or just R. The, the bigger R button is always set to your bow. So it's, it takes a little bit of reworking, especially if you're like me and you're, you're very familiar with the way 3D Zelda works. Uh, the buttons are kind of moved around a little bit. And, I mean, don't be surprised to find yourself dying a lot, because I did. I was watching a few people play the game online, and um, they were definitely having similar issues. Like, they were pressing buttons they didn't mean to. They're like, oh, I'm, I'm trying to do this thing that I just did, and I, I forgot how to do it, and I'm in a battle right now. So, <laughs> you know, um, I can definitely appreciate that there's that learning curve. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely steeper than... The other Zeldas, but that might be because the other Zeldas really painstakingly take you through every step yeah. of uh, of controlling Link. And this one has more steps. So um, the good news is you, you do get acclimated to it. And then, you know, with, with that acclimation comes all these extra options at your disposal when, coming, when uh, interacting with the world or when climbing things. The good news is you do get more acclimated to these controls and they give you more options during combat, more options during exploring. There's just a lot more stuff you can do in this game than in uh, past Zeldas. So right now, overall, my impressions are it's a really impressive game. I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's really challenging. Uh, the wilderness really feels like this kind of oppressive and deadly environment at times. And other times, you know, it's very it's a very nice looking game, I think. It's very... Uh, it's very pretty and inviting, but you know, if you go too far off the beaten path, you're gonna find some some big monsters, some scary things, and I really appreciate that. Um, early, you know, Nintendo is kind of infamous for having said that you can storm the castle at the beginning and, and try to fight the final boss. Um, unless I'm missing something, like there's some sort some way to sequence break past the Great Plateau at the beginning. I don't know if that's entirely accurate, but it does feel like once you're past the Great Plateau, you can actually do that. I made an attempt, and it did not end well. Um, I didn't even get close to the castle before uh, I got fried by a couple of guardians. So I, I'd like to get a little further there and uh, and see what's actually closer to the castle, because I was still in the wilderness around it. And those guardians with the tentacles, man, they do not mess around. They're, they're one of the most imposing uh, Zelda creatures there are, I think. I mean, if you think about stuff like the Rededs and the Wallmasters from the past games, yeah. this is they have kind of a uh, Metal Gear Solid or a Resident Evil quality to them, where it's like, oh crud, they spotted me. Now I gotta run. You know, and you see that laser on you, and it's like, you know, that it's gonna be all be over if you get hit by that laser. So, can you get away from the run the mobile ones? You can. It's it's tricky because you have to watch your stamina meter. You have to use your environment creatively. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if there's like ruins around you or trees or something, you can duck behind a tree. But I mean, once they spot you, you're in you're in big trouble for the mobile ones. <laughs> um, you can you can technically warp away to one of the warp points as well if you're if you're feeling lame, or you could you know oh, you try can, to hoof it. You can do that in the middle of combat. 
Uh, I think so. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure because I'm you know I'm not lame. I didn't do it, <laughs> but I you can you could do it at any other time. So um so that I guess that remains to be seen. Uh, what else? It feels like there's a lot to say about the game. I, obviously, I should have prefaced this, but I'm not going to mention any story spoilers or anything. I think is is sensitive information or anything about the game. Um, just just giving you these these early initial impressions. I really like the cooking system. It's uh. Sometimes you'll find a pot on top of a on top of a fireplace. Normally, when you see a fireplace, you can't actually mix stuff together, but you can drop your items next to the fire, and it'll cook them. If you leave them there, they'll go poof. And if you leave them there too long, they'll poof again and just poof out of existence. Yeah. And you overcook them. Yeah. So you can drop apples there, and you'll make baked apples. You know, but uh, your real cooking comes in the form of when you find uh, a skillet that's on that's left on a on a fire by like some enemies or whatever. And when you when you see those, you can actually throw several ingredients in the pot. And what's neat about this is that, you know, if you throw in stuff that makes sense, it's going to make something better. It's not like one of those games where it's like, oh, nothing matches, you know. I put in a mushroom and a steak and for some reason it made a big, you know, big mess, you know. Yeah. So it's like, if you throw in anything that, that makes sense, I'll put in some herbs, I'll put in some mushrooms, put in some nuts, put in some apples. You're going to make a, a delicious meal that's going to restore a lot of hearts. That's so it, it's just, yeah, and it's, it's got this really great sound design when you're cooking. It's like boom, boom, and so you hear it sizzling and link i think has actually a lot of personality in his animations and stuff he'll be shivering when it's cold and when he eats stuff he goes hum, 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 and he like slaps his belly <laughs> which is which is very charming so uh he's, he's he's just a fun character to root for um boy there's really a lot to say about this game so have you gotten to a dungeon that isn't just a shrine no i have not i'm pretty sure i'm, I'm not even close to that but um oh. i found i found a few shrines I found I've tamed a horse, uh-huh. and uh, I found I found some stables to to store the horse. Um, the horse was not listening to me at first. I had to kind of soothe it, and even then, it was kind of fighting me with the controls. Eventually, it it uh you know it became my buddy. I decided to name it Isaac because it only listens to me some of the time. <laughs> so so we'll see how Isaac does. Oh, there was this there was this dog in the stables as well, and I pet the dog. Well, actually, I don't know if I pet the dog, but I whistled at the dog and it got happy, and then I fed the dog some meat. So and then it ate the meat. So that that made me happy. Uh, I've noticed a lot of things in this game. If you can think about it, you can usually do it, which is cool. Like if you want to chop down a tree to cross a river on the log, you can do it. If you want to drop apples near a fire, you can do that. You can you can pick uh, wild stuff and cook it together with other stuff. You can um, like you can snipe at the at the camps that the enemies have. You can drop boulders on them. There's just I, I feel like I've just barely scratched the surface of it. I don't want to go too deep in, into detail because I'm still pretty early, but our next podcast, we're gonna, I think we're going to tackle Zelda uh, head on and kind of just discuss everything about it that we can. But yeah, overall, so far, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I think, I think, it's, I think it's great. I'm trying to think of any complaints I have. Sometimes it's a little cumbersome to switch your weapons because you have a pretty limited inventory. So Chris, you may have been on to something with that, with the weapon switching thing, yeah. but there, there is a quick switch. But, I mean, I, I guess I wish I was a little bit faster. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I have any, any other real complaints. I will say that the game uh, started off good, but I wasn't really, like, blown away or anything. But then it just get, got better and better, especially once I left the in, in opening area and was just kind of free to roam about. I would constantly get sidetracked by stuff. Like, I'd have a goal, like, all right, this time I'm storming the castle. I'm going to try to see what happens when I attempt to beat the game. And then I kept getting, oh, what's that over there? Ooh, what's that over there? I kept getting sidetracked. And then you know, 30 minutes later, I'm like, what What was I doing again? <laughs> so it, it's really neat. And these sidetracks are, are, are neat little things too. There, there's like flocks of, 
of of keese flying around it's like what is that oh holy cow there's there's wildlife that are roaming about the countryside that you can interact with in, in different ways um you know you'll find little chests and stuff you'll find hidden shrines so there's just it just feels like a really big world a lot to do uh, I'm, I'm definitely excited to play more of it. Now, one thing I'm curious about is whether there are actually significant item upgrades in this game. But since most of the items are, they have like durability and they'll go away after a while. Are there like items you get that are a permanent upgrade that lets you do something new? Sort of. I almost feel like the, the replacement for items this time is less in the weapons themselves and more in the runes that you get oh. with the Sheikah Slate. Which is interesting because like A Link Between Worlds, they're kind of front loaded in the game you get several of these runes early on. Hmm. And I think they wanted to do that so you can give the player all the tools that they need to explore the world. And so th there's less of a sense of, I can't reach that chest yet, I'll come back later. Uh -huh. And more like, this chest is hard to reach because this enemy is really scary. So should I fight it now? Or should I come back later when I'm stronger? Or should I cook a potion to make me temporarily stronger? You know, so there's, 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 it's neat because it's kind of a new take on the Zelda formula. And, you know, even like the Metroid formula and that it's less about gating off the player in specific ways and more about making uh, exploration challenging in other ways. Hmm. Hmm. It almost feels like a lot of the past Zelda games were digital in puzzle solving. This is more analog. There's more of a like a gradient to it. There's multiple ways to solve some puzzles. It's very physics based. So it's it's pretty neat. It's it's an impressive game, and it's uh it's just really fun to to explore and look around and 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 see the world. Cool. Uh, how's the music? The music's good. It's it's a little bit low key, and that it's kind of in the background a lot. Um, the the E3 trailers and stuff are, are are pretty indicative of it. There's not a lot of it, but I really like the new takes on on old themes. The uh, piano takes of the like the do 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 and the do 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 do. They they have a few versions of that. They have um, they they have a few other classic themes that I've that I've heard hints of here and there, and every now and then some it'll be really bombastic for like a specific cutscene or something. Um, so far I really like it. it. It adds a lot to the atmosphere. I'm hoping there are a few more uh, melodic tunes, you know, later in the game. But so far I, I I like what they did with the overworld. It's it's a it's a pretty neat thing. There's I I want to make mention that there's the really dynamic. Uh, sense to the music sometimes too like at one point i was i was riding the horse and it starts going it starts playing the kind of this peaceful music with this sort of um i don't know like arpeggiating like in the background and then as i turned a corner and kind of went a little further i got closer to a guardian who was sort of in the distance and then he saw me and all of a sudden the music went into minor key and it went and it was really neat because it was it was it was seamless like this really dynamic kind of thing where the music it felt like I was you know like a very cinematic sort of effect where the music was always going to do that anyway you know I've seen a few instances of stuff like that where the the music is is very much in tune to what you're doing How's the voice acting I haven't heard very much of it I think I've only heard Two characters so far? Two characters? Yeah, I've heard two characters, I'm pretty sure. Uh, they both sounded okay. You know, one one is obviously at the beginning, open your eyes, you know, it's Zelda. Um, and the other is another character that I thought sounded, you know, decent. I haven't I haven't really had any, any major problems with the voice acting yet. What would you say about the characters so far? Have you met a lot of them? Actually, yeah, I met a pretty decent amount. In, in fact, after you leave the Great Plateau, that's when uh, they start reminding you hey this is a zelda game you know and you start running into npcs that are 
that are wandering about, which is cool. You know, that it's it's like they took a little page from Majora's Mask in that way. They're they're kind of on their on their routes doing their own thing. And when you talk to them, they do the whole oh oh oh, oh you know the little the little Zelda sounds, which is it's just charming. And the dialogue is very much in, in line with the you know the Treehouse Zelda writing. So so far, I've I've enjoyed the NPCs that I've met. I've met maybe about a dozen different people. I don't know how many of them are like actively involved, like like that you'll go back to several times. You know, and 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 see them develop and stuff. That was something I liked a lot about Skyward Swords uh, Skyloft Residence was they had these these little subplots and stuff, these side quests. But uh, a few of them have have had side quests. Like uh, one of them is a pair of treasure hunters. They're like, hey, I heard this this uh, treasure. This, you have to solve this riddle to get this treasure, and we're gonna get this treasure. You know, and they tell you kind of the riddle, and then it becomes a side quest. Like you have to go and 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 see if you can solve that riddle. You know, before these guys do. Obviously, they're they're probably not gonna actually beat you to it, but but uh, that, that that would be an example of one. Um, another is uh, I, I've met some some merchants that are selling stuff, and I've bought some stuff. So yeah, I'd say the characterization is, seems on point with with past Zelda games, and there's more characters than I expected. Where do you get rupees? I found a few rupees under like a rock. Like early on, I found one rupee under a rock, and <laughs> I had one rupee for about four or five hours. But uh, <laughs> after that, I started finding more in like some of the Bokoblin camps and. You 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 get a fair amount of them from selling your materials, and like your your stuff that you cook. Like for right now, I still have three hearts. So oh wow yeah. So whenever I have something that that can cure like seven hearts that I cooked, like I threw a bunch of stuff in a pot and made something great. I was like, uh, you know, I I can I can either hold on to this forever or I can I can sell it for sixty or seventy rupees. So that that's how I made a, a decent amount of money. Um, I don't I don't think anyone would count this as a spoiler because I think anyone who's who's played at least the plateau knows this but you go through the shrines and you get rewarded with spirit orbs and they're pretty much like a piece of heart you get four of them and you can get a new heart container but they're a little more interesting than pieces of heart because you can either get a new heart container or add to your stamina gauge it's a very tough decision because i died a lot and extra health would be really welcome but at the same time the stamina gauge is pretty much everything you do in the in the world that's how you explore the world if you have a bigger stamina gauge you can climb further you can run further you can swim further so i actually went up, went with the uh, stamina gauge upgrade for my for my first one and i haven't gotten a second upgrade yet so i'll probably go with hearts next cuz i keep dying for someone who doesn't own a wii u or a switch do you think that zelda is a good enough reason to buy a switch but it's a little hard to say i i hesitate to say they should spend 300 dollars for one game but I, I do think the Switch is worth owning. Hmm, it, it's it's pretty darn good right now. If you like adventure games, I mean, this is pretty much the, the top of the line right here. So I, I would not recommend missing out on Zelda. Even if you don't like adventure games, I think a lot of people would really enjoy this game. Um, as long as you're up for the challenge, and as long as you're not you know too freaked out by games that use a lot of buttons and such and have kind of a steep learning curve, this is a very rewarding game, I feel. So I would I would definitely recommend it, and you know if you're thinking if you're on the fence about getting a Switch, eh, you know, go for it. Is this the best Zelda game? <laughs> well, it's too soon to call that, but uh, I, I I will say this: when when I was playing, uh, you know, it starts at the bottom of the list of the, of Zelda games because by default, you know, you got to start somewhere. That's where it starts. And as I've been playing, it's it's been kind of gradually boop 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 boop, kind of overtaking each each Zelda, starting from the last one, like. You know, pretty early on, it overtook Spirit Tracks for me, and then it overtook Phantom Hourglass. So it's it's a few Zeldas in already. So I can confirm that, unless something completely horrible happens, like it makes me go blind in the second half or whatever, uh, this is not <laughs> the worst Zelda 
by a long margin. There's, it's it's at least uh, several Zeldas uh, from being the worst Zelda. So you got that at least. I can guarantee it. Yeah. You slap that on the box, Nintendo. <laughs> it's not the worst Zelda. <laughs> Better than Phantom Hourglass. Woo! Okay, so I got Breath of the Wild, obviously, but I was also planning on getting Super Bomberman R. As we all know, because I made the video, it's like, you, you decide if I get Super Bomberman R. But here's the thing. So Amazon sold out of Bomberman, which means I couldn't get $10 off. And I was, I was initially, I, I was thinking about buying it because I could have gotten it for $40. And then I said, if it's below 55 review average, I, I don't have to get it. If y'all, if y'all say, you know, I should get it. So come launch day, you know, I was thinking, okay, do I have to spend $50 or not? And I checked the reviews and of the reviews I could find, I averaged them out. It was 57.5%. It was just over the margin. So do I still have to buy the game? Are y'all going to give me a hard time? Because <laughs> I don't, I don't want to buy a game with a 57.5% average. I mean, I like Bomberman. But, I mean, it's probably going to drop in price, like, in two weeks. And then I I have two kids. They need education. And, and clearly, clearly they need education. What do you think, Chris? Um, I mean, personally... Is someone going to bust my chops for this? They're going to... You promised! Maybe. Hmm. But... We should uh, leave it up to the fans. So if you think my, if you think Matthew should be able to get off the hook uh, from buying Bomberman, post in the comments here. If not, also post in the comments here. So uh, we're, we're gonna, just because of the abnormally low reviews the game's been yeah. getting, uh, we're going to take another poll. We'll so. do it like the gladiators do. They can give a thumb up or thumb thumbs up or thumbs down. Yep. Is it thumbs up or thumb up? Thumbs up would imply both thumbs. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess so. All right, so yeah, let 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 me know if if I still have to buy it or not. Or, no, yeah, and no. I'd say cut Matthew a little bit of slack because like the game has got pretty low reviews, you know. So yeah, yeah. I did pick up Snipper Clips. I haven't gotten to try it yet, but I, I'm excited to. Oh, cool. Did you buy the Zelda DLC? Not yet, but uh, I probably will. Probably will. All right. Well, uh, thanks for your impressions, Matthew. Yeah. We'll we'll be back next week with uh, some more switch talk and uh probably some updates on zelda because i will have played a bit of it by then and uh we'll get some updates from matthew thanks for joining us for the 12 days of switchmas even though we only had like eight of them (laughs) we had a few little difficulties but that's okay we had a bunch we had a bunch of updates in a row and you know it's tough to do now that zelda and the switch are out i hope you all have a lot of fun playing them so let us know what you think in the comments and be sure to check back in on this next week happy gaming see you guys next week